the Young and Healthy Podcast. You're listening to the Cincinnati Children's Young and Healthy Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Cincinnati Children's Young and Healthy Podcast. I'm Kate Setter, your host for today. And joining me in the studio today are two esteemed guests. I'm joined by Dr. Kathy Campbell, who is a pediatric liver specialist here at Cincinnati Children's, and Dr. Laura Danziger-Isakoff, who is a pediatric infectious diseases specialist. And they've joined me for a conversation today about hepatitis. And this is a condition that has been in the news recently. And I think that where I'd like to start with this conversation is with you, Dr. Danziger Isakoff. And would you tell us what the Centers for Disease Control is inve- investigating? Um, it's calling it an outbreak of cases of children with hepatitis of unknown origin. What does this mean? And what do we understand about the CDC's investigation? So that's an Excellent question. I think it's important to note that the Centers for Disease Control, or the CDC, um, is responsible for responding to public health concerns in the community. And so oftentimes there's a cluster of events that occur and it's noticed by someone in the community and they have outreach officers as well as um, availability uh, to take phone calls about you know, concerns that people in the community, particularly, you know, providers of, you know, health care or um, other people who are involved in public health can bring to uh, their attention. And this is a group of cases that was brought to their attention. And they put out a call uh, in the community to see if they, these were isolated to a particular region or to see if they were occurring elsewhere. And during that ask of uh, people around the country, they found that there were cases of hepatitis uh, that were not certain why they were happening in children. Um, and that began their investigation um, to try to find out what's going on and how they can respond and intervene and ensure that uh, they're keeping the community's public health in mind. So, Dr. Campbell, moving to you for just a second, will you tell us um, what hepatitis is and what it is that the um, the CDC is looking at in patients who've had this diagnosis? Sure. So, hepatitis is a general term that refers to a sore or an inflamed liver. So, a sore liver or an inflamed liver. And there are a variety of causes of hepatitis in children. For example, hepatitis can be caused by some medications. It can be a medication side effect. It can be caused by disorders in which the immune system attacks the liver for some reason. There are a variety of genetic disorders, so disorders that children are born with that can cause hepatitis. And then hepatitis can be caused by infections, particularly by viral infections. When most people hear viral hepatitis, they immediately think of hepatitis A, hepatitis B, or hepatitis C. And while these are forms of viral hepatitis, and and most children 
or parents encounter them in the context of immunizations. So most children have been immunized for hepatitis A and hepatitis B as part of their routine childhood series. These are not the most common types of viral hepatitis that we see in kids. Um, the causes of hepatitis that are being reported and that are being investigated by the CDC are not hepatitis A, B, or C. As part of the definition of these cases, hepatitis A, B, C, and some other forms of viral hepatitis have to be ruled out. So the CDC official investigation is with hepatitis of unknown origin. Is it typical to see cases like that of unknown origin just in, in practice of taking care of kids with liver conditions? Unfortunately, it is. So I mentioned all of the various things that we know can cause hepatitis, but there's also a pretty big bucket of cases of hepatitis where we do not know the reason. We don't know the cause. In spite of all of our diagnostic testing and in spite of how far we've advanced with our knowledge of liver disorders, there are still a fair number of cases where we cannot identify a specific cause for hepatitis. And what is it that we understand about this cluster of cases right now um, that caught the attention of the CDC to investigate it? So I would say that it is a combination of the number of cases, the fact that they've been clustered together, and the extent of the hepatitis that it came to medical attention uh, rather than, you know, just resolving spontaneously without, without a provider necessarily even being involved. There are lots of, you know, causes of minor inflammation of the liver that can, you know, be transient and go away and you don't ever really know that you had it. And most of, many of those are caused by some of the viral infections that Dr. Uh, Campbell mentioned. Uh, but I think that these cases in particular, the severity of the hepatitis really caught the attention of the, the providers taking care of these patients and the CDC. Going back to you for just a second, Dr. Campbell, will you um, expand a bit on your earlier answer related to what is hepatitis and share a bit with us about what that kind of spectrum of symptoms can be and what treatment might be necessary? Absolutely. So hepatitis can range from completely asymptomatic, where a child is feeling well, to all extents and purposes seems completely healthy, but we test their blood work and their liver enzymes are a bit elevated. And that would be a very mild form of hepatitis. It can also extend to a, a, a more severe form where perhaps the child feels unwell, um, is not eating or drinking, is having vomiting, is potentially having high fevers. Um, in very advanced or severe cases, we tend to see children become jaundiced or take a, a, on a yellowish tinge um, to their eyes and or their skin. Mm -hmm. That generally indicates a more severe form of hepatitis. And in very severe cases, hepatitis can be life-threatening and can damage the liver so significantly that if there's not a particular treatment that we have to offer, 
um, we have to actually consider liver transplantation. Now that is very rare and it's very rare in, in all cases of hepatitis. Um, certainly in these cases that are being reported um, over the last six months, it has also been very rare for it to evolve to the point of needing liver transplantation. Thank you for giving us kind of that background on, on what, we're, what we're talking about, because I think that when something like this is in the news, there is kind of a tendency to focus on the most severe cases and tell those stories most often. So that kind of level setting that it's extremely rare is very helpful. Um, we are hearing conversation about viruses that could potentially be related to these recent hepatitis cases. Both adenovirus and um, and COVID as well have kind of been part of that conversation. Um, Dr. Danzigarisakoff, would you help? Um, w- would you tell us what adenovirus is and what we understand about why it's part of what the CDC is looking at? Absolutely. I think uh, it's really important to understand that adenovirus is one of the most common childhood viruses that that uh, kids get. It can cause a whole spectrum of different illnesses, uh, from simple conjunctivitis or red red eyes. Uh, you can have um, a runny nose or what seems like a cold. Some kids can have coughs. Other kids can have uh, diarrhea. They can have unexplained fevers that can last for you know up to a week or so. Um, it can cause rashes. So if you think about um, a child, you know, who gets un- who's unwell, has a fever, and doesn't feel well, and has any of those symptoms, and not necessarily all of them together, <laughs> but mm-hmm. can have any of them at any time. Um, there's a chance that that could be caused by adenovirus. It is one of the most common viruses that is you know that is seen. Mm-hmm. And I think now with the amount of testing that people are having done because they need to exclude having COVID-19, more people are being recognized as having adenovirus. So I would say that, you know, it's a really common virus. This is something that we see a lot. And um, we probably saw it a lot before, uh, but now we're doing more testing to look for causes of fevers and and viral syndromes or viral like kind of symptoms. Mm -hmm. Uh, So so I think that we're having more people diagnosed with it right now. Um, Why is the CDC interested in it? I think that this is part of the investigation that they're doing to try to understand what is the um, underlying reason why the children in these clusters have had hepatitis. Um, adenovirus can certainly, you know, cause a hepatitis, an, an inflammation of the liver. Um, and in about half of the cases, they've found evidence that the child either has had adenovirus recently or has a, some adenovirus. Now, that doesn't mean that adenovirus is causing all of the liver damage that's being reported in this, these cases of hepatitis, it means that it may be present. And if it's present in half of them, that also means it's absent in half of them because they're looking for it in everyone. So I think we still have a lot of work to do to understand what adenovirus's role might be mm-hmm. 
in this, you know, this syndrome that we're that we're seeing and that's being investigated. And whether or not it's just happens to be there because it's a really common virus or whether it's actually associated with the hepatitis itself. So Dr. Campbell, is there any indication that the SARS-CoV-2 virus or the virus that causes COVID-19 could be part of what's going on? We're investigating that as well. We've known since COVID-19 was recognized that acute COVID infection can have a variety of GI symptoms. It can cause vomiting and diarrhea. It can cause a mild hepatitis in otherwise healthy kids and in children who already have liver problems to begin with. What we don't yet know is whether prior infection with COVID may somehow put children at risk for this form of severe hepatitis. We're just beginning to understand um, all of the various ways that prior COVID infection seems to um, change the body and set it up for other other problems down the road. So it's an area that, that we are really just beginning to scratch the surface and learn about. So shifting now a little bit to um, what we can share with parents about what they could be looking for um, related to symptoms that a child could have hepatitis. So as we talked about, hepatitis can present with a variety of symptoms, and some of them can be extraordinarily mild and and mimic um, a regular cold or a GI virus. Uh, it's, It's always best to work with your primary care physician um, who is a great first stop at helping to triage um, how concerned a parent needs to be. So that, that is always a great first phone call is to the primary care physician to explain what's going on and see if the child should be seen in the office, should they um, be directed to the emergency room, do is lab work necessary or is that not necessary at this point? Um, and that's also a way to get engaged with myself and my colleagues in the liver care center because any pediatrician or primary care practitioner in the region or even outside of the region is able to get in touch with us 24 hours a day, seven days a week if they have any concerns that a child has anything going on with their liver. So always starting with the primary care practitioner is is a good rule of thumb. The one symptom that I would call out as being a a red flag would be a yellow discoloration of the skin or the eyes. And that is something that really should be uh, brought to medical attention immediately. Again, the primary care practitioner is a good place to start with a phone call to see if they should be sent if your child should be sent to the emergency room or worked into an office visit. Um, but that is probably the one red, red flag symptom that I would have parents um, really be on the lookout for. And if it happens that that pops up at a time when the primary care provider isn't available, is that something that you would then recommend a trip to the emergency department if they're seeing yellow discoloration? If a child is jaundiced, so has yellow discoloration of the eyes and or skin, that is always an appropriate reason to be seen in the emergency room. Perfect. Thank you. So as we wrap up our conversation today, 
How would you advise parents to think about these cases of hepatitis that are being reported in the news? So I would start with the advice um, to say, first of all, take a big, deep breath um, and know that, you know, your child will be cared for wherever they are on the spectrum of this illness. I think the most important thing is that this is still exceptionally rare. Um, this is not a common event. Your pediatrician or primary care provider is really your entrance into the care facility and can answer many of your questions directly and provide you with the reassurance. If your child has a viral infection like adenovirus or COVID-19 or any of the other you know, viruses <laughs> that we see um, and is unwell, uh, you know, it's important that you in, are involving your primary care provider in those, you know, diagnosis and discussion. And if you have concerns, that you reach out to them directly. Um, it's really important not to panic, take a deep breath, know that this is unusual, and know that even when these rare cases happen, the vast majority of these children recover and do well. And we haven't talked about that, but that is a really important point to make. Most of the children, even with these severe cases of hepatitis, they have gotten better spontaneously. So all on their own, without us doing anything but supporting them and watching them carefully and making sure that they're safe. There are some severe cases that have resulted in the need for liver transplantation, and if that is necessary, that is definitely a treatment that is offered. Um, we're really lucky in the Cincinnati region that any child with any type of hepatitis is going to get excellent care at Cincinnati Children's Hospital. Our Pediatric Liver Care Center is a mature, established team that has been doing this for a really long time. And I feel very confident saying that a child won't get better care anywhere in North America. So we will, we will take really good care of your kids. And I would echo the message to, you know, don't panic. Um, we've got your back. Well, it is a fantastic program with fantastic physicians. And we're so grateful to both of you for joining us today to help us sort through what we're hearing in the news and I very much appreciate the perspective and time that both of you spent with us today. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Young and Healthy Podcast. We'll see you next time. This episode of Young and Healthy was recorded on May 25th, 2022. The content of the Young and Healthy Podcast is for informational and educational purposes. Our theme music was created by Stephen Grieco, and this episode was produced by Symphony Fair Harris. Follow Cincinnati Children's on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.